Match week 28 in the books. No Man City this week. Arsenal did play, and they extend the lead. A fat 4-1 to one victory against Crystal Palace. Elsewhere at the weekend, Tottenham have an absolute blow-up on the pitch. And, of course, in the press conference, Antonio Conte, everyone knows what is said. Sam will break down his thoughts, cover everything that was for Match Week 28, including a Newcastle comeback victory and an Aston Villa blowout. This is the Premiership Rosa Podcast. tonic for the soul a fresh infusion of zest for life that's football the minute you let it under your skin then you begin to make it better Epic Saxman be the new song. Could you imagine? This is the Premiership Perusal Podcast with cool late night jazz. Yes. Special guest. Hank Abibi. Epic Saxman. <laughs> well, we're live. Yeah. Possibly a, a different introduction because... The greedy, thieving hands have reached into our coffers. <laughs> We're going to have to stolen. start producing our own music is really all it comes down to. Yes, exactly. They've stolen our music that we have stolen from their music. Yes. So all you big Premiership Perusal fans out there, if you are a talented musician, the job is there for you. <laughs> it Intro is truly music. there. Send us your... We will pay you a crisp... Ten dollar bill. Yeah, send us, send us the clips. Yep. So we want to hear. We want to hear your uh, little sound bites that you got. The worse it is, the, the better. better. Yep. Yeah. One one million yeah. percent. Thank you. Thank you. Speaking of the worse, the better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Nottingham Forest is form, I guess. Nottingham Forest at home. Good. Yes. On the road. Horrific. Tragic. Yeah. So. But they're at home this time. At home against the Wolves. You know, at home, there's at least a chance. I don't know why I have Wolves. It was Newcastle. What am I thinking? They play Wolves next next match day, funny enough. I think that's probably what you're thinking. I'm lost in the sauce. Um, At home. Yeah, I mean, at home, you know, they have a chance to score a road. They don't ever have a chance to score unless they're playing Southampton. Yeah, exactly. I think we both went into this one. Did we both say 1-1? I think we both. I think one of us said one one. One of us said two two. We felt the draw was okay. inbound. Yeah. And honestly, you could talk me into it. Even though, we'll we'll just hop right into it. I mean, it was close. Newcastle early on, pretty uh, pretty dominant. Um, mm-hmm. with a lot of possession, but not much edge to their attack. Um, really just some shots from distance. Eventually, they you know they'll hit the post and whatnot. But Forrest broke out early. You know, um. The guy Andre Ayu was uh he was he was making things happen. Could have got a red card. I wish he would have. Would have been funny. I don't 
because there was a moment here, and I, I know you don't have it in your notes, and I do, where there he was like clear on net and got completely chased down. Like there was like a ten yard gap between him and Trippier, and Trippier like chased him down. It was Man's hilarious. Probably got ten speed on FIFA. <laughs> he he can't move. He's got a, his feet in wet cement. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Newcastle, yeah. like you were saying, they they had some moments. Twelve minutes in, they hit off the bar. Isak gets through on the set piece. Lodi deflects it onto the bar. A big relief there. Not the last time that'll happen this game. Yeah, and then. Surprisingly, it's Newcastle making the mistake 26 minutes in. Sven Botman with a casual pass. That was brutal. Straight to Emmanuel Dennis with a tasty little chip, chip there. That is Watford's finest Emmanuel Dennis right there. Yeah. Dennis, welcome back to the <laughs> Premier League. You can. He's going to go away now and not score the rest of the year, I would bet. But hey. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um. Yeah, Forrest did well after the goal. They got some some pressure going. Mm-hmm. They got some possession because it started off. It was pretty much all Newcastle, but yeah, they and then it was it was pretty balanced after the goal. Um, Newcastle really trying to get back in the game and stuff, but they had a good chance through uh, Longstaff. His shot uh, deflected onto the bar mm-hmm. out of Kaylor Navas's reach would have been in. It would have been a crazy goal. It was like dipping to the complete opposite post of where he shot. Yes. Just before halftime, Forrest almost get through with a 1-0 lead, but Newcastle pull one back. Just before the break, they hit on the counterattack. Joey Willick finds Isak at the back post, just does enough to get it on target with a little improvised finish. Draws it level 1-1. You got to think if Arsenal weren't so greedy and they kept Joe Willick that they'd have already clinched the title. True, true. <laughs> Some people say Odegaard, Saka. No, for me, it's Joe Willick. Legend. You don't have to think about him because you got Granit Xhaka popping off. Now, let me let me ask you this. Has anyone on Arsenal scored seven goals in seven straight games? The answer, no. I miss Steve Bruce Bowl in a... Newcastle. Yeah, and he did that under Steve Bruce. That's like 14 <laughs> goals in seven games. <laughs> yeah. He's Vart- a multiplayer. Eat your multiplayer. heart out, Jamie Vardy. Yeah. Jamie Vardy, more like retired Vardy, am I right? I saw, before we get to the second half, I saw the golden boot race from the 19 and 20 season where Vardy won. Mm-hmm. You know who was tied for second in goals that year? <sighs> what team? Southampton. Southampton. Che Adams? No. No, come on. Who's on Southampton? Our guy. 20? Our guy. I couldn't believe, I don't remember him scoring 19 and finishing tied for second. Danny Ings. Oh, Danny Ings on Southampton. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I blocked that out of my memory. Yeah, probably for the best. Well, he's goaded. He truly is. Second half, your guy, Anderson, Elliot Anderson. Big rip mm. on a volley that Navas has to make good stop on. Big rip. Little action. John Joe Shelby has a shot from outside the box. Go wide after getting his rebound. And then Bruno G has a chance at the other end, forcing Navas into making a stop. Yeah, a lot more action this half in terms of attack. Mm-hmm. Actual like 
sustenance, but with that said, there's not a goal till the very, very end. Yeah, Newcastle ramping up the pressure. They think they scored in the 64th minute. Young Elliot Anderson scores with a header at the back post, ruled offside in the buildup. Tough one for him. The Scott. He's very excited, but anyways, Newcastle pushing, but Forrest get a chance late on as they break, and Johnson forces Pope into a nice kick save. And then the moment of the match, <laughs> the decisive moment, Newcastle win a penalty after a pretty bad handball from Niakate, who I was surprised that they just threw him in there. I'm not. I mean, I guess it's They, they don't it's have Newcastle, much talent. Or it's forced. They do whatever. Yeah, yeah they uh, they don't have much talent. and uh, You take that back. Joe Worrell is Joe, class. Joe Worrell and Scott McKenna. Class. We're going to look and say, how did these guys, if Forrest don't go down, we're going to be like, how did they not go down like three years from now? Yeah. Some of the guys are playing in defense. Lewis O'Brien, D.C. United zone. Let's go. Let's go. Isak steps up, converts the penalty. The brace. Ice in his veins, hits the brace. We were just talking him up last episode. He's looking good. He's looking fresh. He's Is looking hot. Can he stay healthy? Yeah, that's the real question. He makes the Newcastle side look a lot sharper. Yeah, well, able to get the win, and it pushes them to fifth place, two points off Tottenham, two games in hand on Tottenham. It's looking pretty good for Newcastle, but at the same time, always depends about on the uh, games in hand who they are against. Yeah. You know, this is a match that people will probably say, oh, you know, it was just Forrest. But yeah. Forrest at home is a different animal. Yeah, Forrest at home, very difficult. They've been doing extremely well. I mean, they took a point off a of city, had some big wins at the city ground. So Newcastle backfiring. They're getting more goals. Isak up front. And that was kind of what they were struggling with lately. Yeah, you know, I mean, they, on the road, completely different. Um, obviously, we just saw them get smashed by Tottenham and then smashed by West Ham, but weeks before that, you know, uh, obviously Drew Everton, but before that, playing City, beat Leeds, beat Leicester at home. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's not a gimme, that's for sure. No. They make you earn it. No, it's not. Speaking of gimmies, yeah, this next one was... Aston we, Villa. We had, a, we had a sneaking suspicion about it. Yeah. Bournemouth like to really look all right, and then once they just completely drop a stinker right after that. Yeah, you always got to be like two steps out. ahead of Bournemouth. Yeah. Once they're peaking, you should have already have sold. And once they're <laughs> rock bottom, you got to be thinking, hey, they're not Bye. that bad. Yeah, they're the ultimate uh, zag when everyone zigs club. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Bournemouth were extremely slow out the gate. Very. It it looked like Villa is just killing it. I think it was less Villa and more Bournemouth, although Villa's passing this game. With Emery's system, if your guys are on in terms of hitting those medium to long passes, yeah, it is virtually a borderline unstoppable system at times because mm-hmm. it's just you have to tip your cap to it. But Bournemouth did not help themselves by having absolute – no real form of pressing, no real form in general in terms of shape. 
Yeah, that was the thing that I noticed. They were just all over the place, <laughs> midfield, defense. Yeah. There was no organization whatsoever. Villa able to just pass around them. That shows seven minutes in. Villa do what they do best, scoring within 15 minutes. Yeah, Doug Lewis. A lot of pressure on Bournemouth early. Villa get their goal through Douglas Louise, assist from Leon Bailey. Yeah, a little tap-in. Originally, I thought he had a nice little flick, but it was quite literally a wide-open tap-in. Yes. Uh, Game kind of slowed down a bit, which honestly favored Bournemouth to get back in it, and mm -hmm. they kind of held some possession and stuff, but... I don't know. It felt like earlier in the year when they're able to kind of either get the cut back pass towards the top of the box and it's Phil Bill or Tavernier there. It felt like there's something there. Or you feed it, cross into Big Dom or Kiefer Moore. It felt like there's an actual threat. Now it's like, there's a lot of times you're just like, oh man. And they can really only score on the counter through your guy, uh, Mr. What's the last name that they call him? Watanabe. Yeah. Also sounds like a Japanese last name. Yeah. Is it Wantanabe or something? Wantanare or Wantanabe? I think it's Wantanabe. Yeah. But we call him here on the Premiership Bruiser, we'll call him Dango because that's what's on his shirt and it's a great name. Owatara. Yeah, whatever. That That's not even what they say anyway. Burkina so. Faso. What yeah. a country to be from. Um, yeah, I mean, Villa finally breaking out again and then uh, Neto, absolutely big save, stonewalling. Ollie Watkins. Um, then that handball shout against Bournemouth was... Uh, <laughs> was Yes, I have that in all caps. They, I don't know. Uh, was it? Bournemouth. <laughs> they're handball <laughs> merchants. <laughs> they're handball merchants. Somehow they're getting away with the most no obvious one, handballs. No, no one looks at it. They're like, Bournemouth's like, shh, don't look. VAR doesn't care enough. It, it was actually insane. Like, how can you not... If if anyone hasn't seen this, you gotta go back. Thirty nine minutes in this handball, it's like textbook handball. But somehow yeah. they, I don't know. They they don't care. They look at it for like one replay, and they're like, "No, it looks good." They to didn't me. look at. They had it replaying in the background. They heard the announcer say something, and they're like, "Oh no, he only said maybe a hand." Yeah, VAR. They were on their phone looking at TikTok or yeah, something. Something. Yeah. Anyways, goes into halftime. One nil, second half. More action from Villa. Watkins, chance at the near post Watkins. saved. Looking to add to that tally, you know, for Hank. Yep. Um, He's trying. Phil Bill had, had a, a free kick chance. Yeah. Emmy Martinez forced into a fantastic save. That's top goalkeeper in the world to you, Emmy Martinez. You know, I don't like the guy, but. That was a great save. He makes the ones that are insane, and then he lets in ones that he shouldn't. Yeah. And then, 69 minutes in, Jack yes. Stevens. Yeah. Has Very a goal nice. with the hand. Also Guarantee if, if Jack Stevens on Southampton, that's called. Yeah. Something about Jack Stevens. He's. What if he. I wonder how many guys, if he could be in the illustrious club of the double relegation where, like, the team he's at got relegated and he got loaned to another team and they also got relegated respect we need to find it we need a statistician and we need a guy to make intro music yes exactly (laughs) apply now we pay nothing (laughs) it's for your own sanity uh you'll get exposure (laughs) there's tens of viewers thank you very much um 
so yeah, that was another frustrating chance, but Villa continued to put the foot on the gas pedal, got a second goal in the 80th minute with a nice move from Jacob Ramsey to get into space in the box, and he gets his shot past Neto to double the lead. I saw this game finish 3-0, didn't watch it live, and then when I was watching the uh, the whole replay of this, I was like, I know it was Villa scoring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like they went 3-0, and then they virtually go like back-to-back almost. Yeah. A couple chances. Watkins had a chance from a quick free kick, and then Tyrone Mings had a chance saved by Neto from close range. And then, like you said, the third one added. Emi Buendia scores from point blank on the corner. Some tragic defending. Here's the key to Villa not looking bad in defense. Just always hold the ball and never have to defend. Yes. How about that? Exactly. <laughs> Don't force your defenders that are not great defenders to defend. Yeah, finishes 3-0. Solid result for Villa. Bournemouth, like we suspected, uh, not not very good. Um, they go in these runs, like you say, where it's rock bottom. They look like one of the worst teams you'll ever watch, and then there's times yeah. where they just pull their stuff together Mm -hmm. yeah this definitely was a game where they looked off from the get-go but you know it's because they they wore their black kits that look nice you gotta go with the like lavender periwinkle yeah third kit that's that's where you went wrong (laughs) you gotta really distract the other team by looking so pretty yeah those kits are interesting. <laughs> the black kits are very nice. They're, yeah, they're so sharp. Yeah. So anyways, that one ends 3-0. Nice three points, three goals. Easy victory for Aston Villa. On to the next match. We were in the middle on this one. I called a Brentford win. You called the Leicester win. Unfortunately, it was a tug of and war. And in the end, it was a draw. We were both wrong. Yep. I tell you what, all early, early on, it was all Brentford. Yeah. The whole first half, I mean, it was just constant attack. A lot of success out wide. Again, Leicester, I, I don't think they employ fullbacks on their team. Absolutely not. It's just insanity. Um, Yeah, just really chances galore. felt like anyone you could really name had a chance. But early on, Leicester did have the... Very, very first chance through your guy, Harvey Barnes. Yeah, just kind of came out of nowhere. That was pretty much their first involvement, which not too surprising from Leicester. That's kind of how they play. They'll just hit you when you're not expecting it. But they didn't look that great. They they got a little bit more into the game, but that... That was like the 30th minute. That didn't really say much considering that <laughs> they, they were, had like... They were pinned in the entire... 8% yeah. possession through the first 20 minutes of the game. Um, yeah, they like couldn't get any pass going at all. Like middle, wing, didn't matter. Yeah. Not not able to do it. And Brentford is able to pin in. Yeah. And Bumo had a chance that went high and wide. And then Brentford got back into the ascendancy, taking charge of the game and, and then, scored... Just get a sad goal from Matthias Jensen. Absolutely tragic, crap, deflected goal. Yeah. From the Way corner. Did it go off like Castagna or something? Or I forget who it went off of. Um, and Danny Ward, yeah. like slow man, could not react <laughs> in time. Well, th- no, wasn't it? Uh, have, they've been playing uh, that Iverson. Yeah. 
Or yeah, Iverson. Yeah, because Danny. They're Ward's off the out. Danny yeah. Ward train now. Yeah. R.I.P. Danny Ward. He got uh, memed too hard. He didn't even do anything wrong. He just was this. He was. It's one of those things where it's like he's not good, but people overreact saying how bad he is. And it's like, I would like to see any of these keepers have Daniel Marte in front of them and try and, you know, save a bunch. The only guy that could really yeah. do it would be, uh, I don't know. You got to. <laughs> David De Gea because he, like, makes crazy saves for no reason. But then there'd be a game where he concedes, like, eight. Let's see how these keepers do when they have their defenders just going for own goals, like Vood Foss <laughs> and Christensen. Should we list the uh, the whole defense right here? James, Justin, Vood Foss, Soyuncu, Ryan Bertrand, Johnny Evans, Harry Sutar, Christensen. He's actually kind of solid. Amarte, Ricardo Pereira, shell of himself, Vestigard, potentially the worst player in the league. Timmy Castagna, Luke Thomas, and some guy named Joe Wormleighton. Bring him in. Bring him Number in, Joe. Number 60, Joe Wormleighton. Get in here. Yeah, that's, li- that's sad. Even if everyone's healthy, that's sad. I like what they're doing. I like Sutar and um, Christensen, but yeah, there's a lot of dead wood that they need to clear out. Yes. Yes, there is. And Voodfoss, I'm still holding out hope. <laughs> he started so solid, and then it just... <laughs> Then that Liverpool game happened. Yeah, and he hasn't fully recovered yet. He's on yeah. a red. He's got – it's just bad. Yeah. Um, halftime, 1-0. Second half, Leicester come out. Great response. Mm-hmm. They played fast the whole like sec- early part of the second half, and they get a goal out of it. Your guy, James Madison, slipping it through. Vintage, Harvey, Barnes on David Rye's head. What a finish. Class from Mr. Young Harvey Barnes. <laughs> Class from James Madison. That guy's awesome. He's going to a big club. Coming soon. Big club like Manchester United. Oh, I think you're thinking Manchester City. Southampton. <laughs> Southampton. He's going to be the uh, De Bruyne replacement. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yep. There it is. Um, yeah, Leicester started the second half well. There wasn't a whole lot of action in terms of chances. It was kind of a lot in the midfield. By the way, I think we should talk about it. You said young Harvey Barnes. You know he's 25 now? Well, good he's, sir. We are both 25. Are we not young? <laughs> he is a uh, Le Prospect man. He's getting. Uh, hey, he's better than Jay Lings, but it's in that territory of like, he's young and developing. It's like, no, he's actually, he should be in his prime. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's why we're in the prime of our podcasting career. Right exactly, now. it's all downhill from here. Yeah, in two years, it's toast. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Do you have any other notes before the end of the before game? Before the the red. Yeah. Not really. I mean, I thought Brentford kind of faded in this one, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a solid performance out of Leicester. I know Leicester fans are kind of panicking because it's like you you haven't been really getting results, but I thought this one was pretty good, especially given the fact how you started. You looked terrible. Yeah. Come away with the draw on this is honestly pretty impressive. Brentford's yeah. been killing it lately, results wise. So I don't know. I in a sense it kind of worries me. It's like, you know, in a short amount of time when there's this many teams that can go down, you might perform well, but the results just don't favor you and it's, you know, your SOL and you just go down. But I, I feel like Lester I I'm where you were earlier this year. I feel like there's just a bit too much for them uh to go down 
yeah. think they'll stay up. Yeah, I think they have, on average, better players than. It would have to take like Madison season-ending injury, and then it's yeah, all bets are off. Yeah, even then, I would still put them either at par with some of the other relegation squads, or slightly above. Without Madison. Without Madison. That's because you believe in Ianacho. You it's, believe it's in the three-week stretches of Ianacho. Young Harvey Barnes, and if Harvey <laughs> Barnes isn't young, then. We're not young, and we I can't accept young. that. Um, yeah, so it finishes 1-1. Like I said, solid result for Leicester. Brentford. Well, we, not... we forgot to mention the uh, two yellow cards for Shannon Baptiste. Oh, we kind of Shandon. breezed over it. We just didn't say it was Mr. Baptiste. I feel like this has been the season of guys getting... Second yellows. Two after yellow being cards in like <laughs> quick succession after being subbed on. Yeah. It was just so stupid. Like, what? Yeah, what, what were you, you doing? doing? There is no point. Oh, man. That's that's how you get just exiled out of the team. You're barely playing as is. As is. And you get a red. Get subbed on. Get two yellow cards. Like, dude, what are you doing? I don't want to. If He's I'm the coach, plays. if I'm the coach and that guy steps into my office, like, <sighs> hey, coach, I want to I wanna get some more Boy, minutes. Gaffa. It's like. No way, Mr. Baptiste. The nerve, the absolute nerve for you to come in here after I subbed you on. I'll say I showed it. faith. Thomas Frank was like, how about I just sub on Baptiste as we're drawing 1-1 one, one with Lester? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, what? It's going to be a pass for me, boss. Yeah. That's Tottenham Hotspur's own Thomas Frank to you. Oh. 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 Uh, you mean Julian Nagelsmann? Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm just glad Tottenham can't uh, snap up Tuchel. Let's go to... Yeah. Let's go to Tottenham. Well, Tottenham, Southampton. We'll get through this game. We'll talk about Conte, and then we'll talk. This might just be a Tottenham rant podcast. <laughs> That's why there were seven games. In in their spree of hiring former Chelsea managers. I The the whole, we'll talk about it real quick before we get, there's no way that they were ever going to get Tuchel. Tuchel's the top five manager in the world. Why would he go to Tottenham? Yeah. Makes no sense. It's more likely, it's more likely that they would get Rafa Benitez than Thomas <laughs> Tuchel, if we're talking oh, former Chelsea managers. Oh, my sides, if that happened. <laughs> that would be I great. mean, they did hire freaking Nuno Espirito Santos. Yeah. That got him real How about, far. I got him one manager of the month. Yeah, let me propose you one. Gus Hiddink. Oh, Goose Hiddink. Goose. How about How about AVB back? Yeah. I think he's in like Russia back. or France or something. Second tour. Who else is He might there be on the front there? line of Ukraine right now. Jose is not available. Fat Frank? Fat Frank? <laughs> he got sacked from everything. He does well with the young players. Come on, lads. Yeah, clearly. Come on, lads. Everton. Step up. Step I, up. I don't know. Di Matteo. Di Matteo out there. Let's go. Ancelotti's going to leave Real Madrid to go to Tottenham. <laughs> Went to Everton. It can happen That's again. That's true, man. It could happen again. What a what a wild fever dream that was. High Mason. <laughs> uh, Scenes in 30 years, we'll be looking back like how did when Everton is in, like eighth. in League 2, and we're going to be like, oh, yeah, remember when Carlo Ancelotti and <laughs> James Rodriguez were yeah. on Everton? Playing with Davi Klaassen. Let's get, let's get to this game right now. It's kind of boring first half, not much. Truly happened. Um, 
your guy Shea Adams, early chance, couldn't deflect on net. That's yeah. just the way things go for him these days. It's coming up, Shea Adams. Yeah, some big the stoppages. Charlison yeah. out for the year, zero goals on the year. Class. What, I mean, is it's it's an all-time horse signing. Oh, you love to see it. You love to see it. It brings a tear to my eye. See, there's no way you can talk about real bad signings and stuff, and mention guys like Lukaku for like a hundred mil. But if you're spending sixty mil and the guy doesn't get a goal in the league, that's true. That's just that's true. That's awful. That's true. He's going back to Everton next year on loan. Southampton. Have to sub off both their center backs. Yeah. In the first half. Yeah, your guy uh, Bednarak also get going down. Yeah, Bednarak. Um, <laughs> Bella Kochup. Ben Davies comes off for Southampton. Is the Davis. injury bowl. Yeah, lots of injuries. There was kind of like one, one chance in between that. Harry Kane, first look at goal for Tottenham. Yeah. Southampton had some decent possession early on, not much for chances. It was just chances. Tottenham shamelessly sitting back against Southampton and trying to counter. It was pretty shameless, yeah. You don't counterattack Southampton. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, Sun had a solid chance and blew it because it's Kyung Min's son. Um, but obviously Tottenham look best when they're really able to kind of play a bit more direct. That's kind of what they did on their goal. They're working through the middle. Nice uh, diagonal ball finds Pedro Porro an absolute banger. I want to know, was that like the hardest hit shot that has ever been hit in this year? I would say so. That was a blast. That was insane. That was a blast from Pedro Porro bar down. Nothing Bazuna could do. Which I think we should talk about Bazuna. He's actually played a lot better lately. Well, you know, once I. Had to smack talk him and say he's the worst keeper in the league, which yeah. he still is. But, yeah. I mean, nothing he could do about that one. Yes. That's for sure. Goes in halftime 1-0. Second half, former Saint is recorded as Tottenham's heading out on the pitch, Mr. Hoiberg, saying, we have to focus this half, lads. They immediately concede within one minute. Jay Adams. Yeah, welcome back. Up. Fifth goal on the year somehow. I would have guessed two. Yeah, I would say so. Assist from Theo Walcott. Theo Walcott, what this a game. This turn back the clock. What a game. 34 years once young. A, once a gooner, always a gooner. Oh, what a legend. You love to see it. Theo Walcott. With his very odd hair, he like is going with some like, he's going with like Holland hair. <laughs> he's like shaved the sides and like keep the long top Yeah, it's, and a ponytail. Uh, it's nuts. It's an interesting look, that's for sure. Um, yeah, also Rip Shea Adams crashing into the post on Oof. that one. That was brutal. Uh, yeah, Southampton in possession, come close to scoring, but always bound to give the ball away and susceptible to counterattack. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Some complaints uh, about a potential handball not given on Maitland Niles. Yeah, we don't we don't give those calls. The ghost of Arsenal haunting Tottenham in this one. Mm-hmm. But Tottenham, they take the lead 65 minutes in. Kulishevsky. Dime. Who would have thought that this guy's good? Not uh, us. Definitely you got to start with Charleston. <laughs> Does well, creates space, gets across, uh, falls to Harry Kane, heads home for the lead 2 1. You're thinking, okay, Tottenham, they're in control. Yeah. 
Um, but Southampton, a little possession after that, creating some chances, solid shot. Remain Perot mm-hmm. looking looking uh, nice with some effort on net, and then Tottenham immediately go down and respond. Little Perisic blast is honestly three really nice goals for Tottenham. Yeah, it was very nice. Nothing Southampton's defense could truly do about it. Um, and then it was Tottenham's fully sitting back, and they're like, all right, well, Southampton, we've been sitting back this whole game. Southampton's done nothing. Okay. Yeah, sure. Theo Walcott immediately says, hole up, let me cook. Let him cook. Let this man cook. Uh, Mara with a, uh, well, headed back across net pass. Southampton really turning it on, had him pinned in. Um, I thought Sulemana was killing it with his runs through the middle of the field. It was Southampton's like, oh, there's actually just no one here in the middle of the field. We should probably just go straight down. They got Ollie Skip. Can't handle it. No, no, can't. They were just losing it out of their minds. They didn't know what was happening to them. They were getting Southampton blitzkrieged. Theo Walcott turning back the years. Sulemana. Uh, Amara doing well. Yeah. And it was in the 90th minute. Maitland Niles fouled in the box by Pupsar, who just came on as a sub. <laughs> a very controversial <laughs> foul given. It's one of those thoughts? ones you can't fully tell if he gets them. Yeah, very hard to tell. It's like this is the best angle we have of it. You can't really see. Since it was given, you definitely can't overturn it mm-hmm. because there's no clear evidence that it was they wasn't touched. It's like every camera at St. Mary's was like 900 yards away from it, and they're like, oh, "There's two pixels," and they go by. Yeah. And then announcers like, oh, "I think this is going to be reversed." It's like you can't tell you anything. Can't tell. Nothing happened. Yeah. So they leave it. Um. You know, I think you know my rule. Ask yourself this if it's a penalty and you're complaining about a penalty. Mm-hmm. Should you be doing what you're doing? Should Pop Sar, when he's that far away at the ball, just be trying to swing at it, even yeah. if he misses the ball and the man? Should he just be trying to swing as hard as he can at the ball? No. Yes. Um, Far does not overturn it. It's non-conclusive. James Ward-Prowse with a blast. Very well done after he had that. His last penalty <laughs> saved. Yeah. Responds well. 3-3, three, three, but not with some controversy at the end. Is, is it Harry Kane had the headed chance at the end? Or was it, it was Perisic? I have Perisic had a Okay, had a someone had like a over. little header that went right over the bar. Would have been in if it was on target. Yeah. 3-3, um, three, three, good result for Southampton. Big Come comeback. On. Yeah. Well, he did it last year, but it's had a... Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and they got the win. Tottenham, they can't hold leads against Southampton. Um, Class club, always rated them. Southampton. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. Uh, the Conte blow up, completely justified. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows he's trying to get sacked. Everyone knows that Tottenham are shambolic. It's nothing. This is what we saw coming a long time ago. Yeah. It's, it's just a matter of time. Why would a guy who sits there and complains that Abramovich doesn't sign guys, come into Tottenham and think Daniel Levy's going to sign guys. We were saying this from the <laughs> get-go, from the very start. This is not going to work out. It's only going to end badly. Yeah. And 
What do you know? It's ending badly. Probably worse than we would have expected. But this is a, not acceptable. <laughs> yeah. He's he's throwing the owner under the bus. He's throwing the players under the bus. This man yeah. wants out. He wants his payday. I can't blame him. Um, I was thinking about it. Uh, I think Kane should be getting a bit more shouts for uh, player of the year. Because he does well on this... This team is bad. Terrible this team, team is so bad. They they virtually lost Sun this year. Sun's productivity from years past is just not there. There's no one really replacing it. Kulishevsky, as good as he is, gets hurt infrequently. They've lost Betancourt. Their defense is... Their best defender is Romero, who gets carded, what, nine out of ten games that he's played mm-hmm. at certain points this year. The, yet Harry Kane just keeps producing. Yeah, he is very consistent. Just been a little overshadowed by I think it'd have to be the machine. Yeah, Holland, whichever Arsenal guy you prefer, and then I think it's Kane. Yeah. I think I'd pick Saka personally. Well that's what I'm saying. The second second yeah. place would be, but yeah, you can debate between the Arsenal guy and Holland, that's yeah. fair. But I think third, which I'm they don't give away Arsenal a trophy for, be, for third place. Would be Saka, yes. But Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. My thoughts are if if you're in this position and you're actually like you care about this team, you wouldn't throw the team under the bus. It's not a good strategy if you want to actually turn the team around. I mean, he's given up. This is like he's given up. The, hey, this the is quickest route detonation. to losing the uh, losing the locker room. I think it, room. I think it's already lost beforehand, probably. but probably. I mean. Like I I get it, but on the other hand, you knew what you were signing up for. Yep. You knew this would happen. All the parties. If you're if you're coming into Tottenham and you're gonna be the head coach, you gotta come in with this like underdog mentality, like that's, the world's against that's us. That's why you can't go for managing Juventus, Inter mm-hmm. and Chelsea to, to Tottenham. Tottenham. Yeah. That's why the Thomas Tuchel thing is laughable. Yeah. You you really have to have this underdog mentality because you have to accept Daniel Levy is not going to spend. You're not going to become a big club. Yeah. You just got to be hope to have an underdog season and which is overperform. hilarious because you buy this huge stadium, completely try to like reboot your culture, but instead you create this void where there's nothing and you're just some kind of weird like you're trying. It's like you're trying to be a brand. It's mm-hmm. like Tottenham are trying to be like PSG or something like that. Yeah. But it's Tottenham and you're like, what is going on? Right. Trying to become like forcing this, uh, that they're like a big club and it's like, it's just weird. Yeah. With like the NFL stuff. Yeah. It's very, it's very odd. Um, yeah. Yeah. The mentality hasn't changed. And there's people getting mad at Conte in terms of like, oh, the players have turned over. Uh, the same guys aren't there. It's like, if you're going to sit there and actually say that Tottenham, as a culture has it has changed since even Mourinho or go back even further, you know, even to, you know, Poch and AVB, it hasn't changed. Yeah. Just because you pat, patched together a couple, couple uh, good years uh, where you made some runs, you know, at the Premier League mm-hmm. and uh, the Champions League final, you still got no trophies. Yeah, it's always it's always been the same thing. You have a couple good seasons, but for the most part, it's just disappointing, underperforming. 
Yeah. Uh, no, no real spirit within the team. Mm-hmm. They they put together good performances, but then, you know, don't follow it up with anything. Yeah, and rather than chase world class managers, why are you not doing what you did where you had success with Pochettino? It's like you just kind of got to get smaller guys and patch it together. Pochettino wasn't world class before he went to Tottenham. Yeah, he made his name at Tottenham. Exactly. So yeah, Tottenham. They just they need to stop thinking that they're a big club. Yeah. Because that mentality does not suit them. Yeah. They need to try to be more like the, like a money ball kind of Oakland A style yeah. of a Premier League. Team. It, it's kind of funny. You think about it. It's like the opposite of what United was doing. Like United was just bringing in these like crap guys yeah. that aren't good enough for United. It's like, no, you're Manchester United. You, you got to be signing world-class players. Yeah. So It, it is funny how the tides turn. Okay. Should we go over random guys that we think could be Tottenham's next manager? Yes. I'm I just have some feeling about Thomas Frank. I don't know why. I have no explanation. I just have this intuition that they're going to hire him. I I I don't see it personally. I feel like they'll try and go after Nagelsmann just cuz he's like he's a young like yeah. flashy I, I don't think they'll, they'll um, do it. I don't know. I yeah. I doubt he would want to do it. Who? There's would? talk about the Frankfurt guy. He might even be a bit out of their league now that Frankfurt's established for sure Europa League more and at I mean they've been in the Champions League. Yeah. This last year or two. I mean honestly, that's their best route is to go with someone who's not going to carry huge expectations with them. Big Sam. Big Sam. Absolutely. Steve Bruce. They, they need some pragmatic football. Yeah. Uh, yes, prag- pragmatism is what they need. I've heard Paulo Fonseca. I could see that just because Tottenham sometimes will just bring in like random guys and you're just like, who's this? Who's mm-hmm. this guy? But also, I could just see them going ultimate cheapskate mode. Ryan Mason, he's going to be the interim. I could see them just hire him outright. Try and force themselves into like a Arteta-type situation. Yeah. Former player turned manager. Yeah, just not. Not good. Yeah. But Southampton, solid result. So good for you. Um, What do we got next? Wolves and Leeds. Another absolute classic. I'm so confused by this. If you'd have told me that we got one wrong at the beginning of this week, this is one of the last ones I would have guessed. I thought there was no way that. Well, it wasn't going to end like 1-0 Wolves or like a 0-0 draw or something. 4-2 to two leads. You know, thinking back to that game last season, that was... Yeah, well, your guy, Javi Gracia. Javi Gracia. He said they may not score the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you take some L's along the way and you... Well, lads. Well, lads. Looks like Leeds brought out the flamethrower today. <laughs> This Wolves. one was an absolute down groove. <laughs> Wolves down the toilet. It starts off early. Jack Harrison, he's just back. Player of the year, Jack Harrison's back last two weeks. It's like running back the end of last season. There was a moment when, deja vu for Leeds. when we're like, what do Leeds need to do to survive? They need Jack Harrison to perform. Yeah. What do Leeds need to do? They need Jack Harrison to 
to perform. Well, last year and he too, it was it was kind of relying. They had Rafinha to rely on, and now I think they have a guy who's probably secretly maybe like the slightest of notch below, but he's only like twenty, so he has room to grow. And yeah. Yanto and Summersville too, mm-hmm. but yeah, obviously your guy, you know, Yanto with the setup there. Yes, getting the assist goal for Jack Harrison. Um, bit of a interesting one. Eight minutes in, Furpo fouls no, Tomato yeah. in the box. I hate nothing that guy. given. I hate Junior Furpo. I think any guy who's a former like Barca or Real Madrid prospect, I'm just like inherently like hate because they cost money, and it's like why why would Real Madrid let this guy go if he's anything? Why would Barca yeah. let this guy go if he's anything? They're only at the club because they have that that pedigree attached oh they were at barca oh they were yeah. at real madrid if they were at some other random club you know they wouldn't be bought yeah and furpo i mean he was on the bench for a while he should have stayed there <laughs> double chance for wolves Podence has his shot saved in a follow-up attempt from netto cleared off the line wolves dominating possession early on yeah my call of uh Podence goal almost occurred <sighs> i jumped out of my seat so close 26 minutes in, Lamina nearly gets a tap in, and then Samato with a shot blocked. I, why does Lamina keep playing? Hey, they signed him. They're going to use him. That's Gosh, a terrible way to look at it. it. That's a terrible way to look at it. Then Neves has a go from distance, sails just wide. Yeah, I was really just surprised that Leeds did like nothing after their goal this half. They really didn't. And Sam's sitting there, he's like, yeah, there's Javi Gracia football for you. This was my equivalent. You were talking about the Villa game and the Bournemouth one. Like, yeah. How did this end 3-0? I'm like watching the first half. 1-0, it's like, okay, yeah. where's all the action happen? Yes. Where's Leeds actually look like they are going to score a goal? Just after halftime, Lamina scores from a corner, but was offside. Also used his hand. Then two minutes later, Luke Ayling yes. scored last season in the same game. This one completely left unmarked at the back post from the corner. Scores easily. I always wish Luke Ayling was better because he's just likable and his pl- style of play is enjoyable to watch. Yes, he's always a funny guy. He seems like he takes it easy. Yeah. The celebration. Yeah, classic, the cartwheel. The Robbie Keane. Bikini, yeah. Seems like he doesn't take himself too seriously, and that's always appreciated. Uh, chance for Saravia. Pokes yeah, it just that, was, wide. No, that could have been better. Then nearly a chance for a third. Jack Harrison sees his shot blocked. Then a few minutes after that, Christian scores after. I'm just glad that it cut off the sin on it. Christian sin. Yeah, just cut it off. Scores at the near post after nicking the ball off Johnny. Poor keeping from Jose Saw. It must yeah. be said. Yeah, well, Johnny Otto, he he was involved in back-to-back goals because he absolute, absolute rip from outside the box, to say the least, almost at the halfway line for crying out loud Yeah, on his goal. Melier, pretty decent game. He had some real big saves in this one, but that was uh, – that was a no. whoops. Yeah, whoopsie daisy. I repeat, whoopsie daisy. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Jimenez was kind of popping up towards the end. Mm-hmm. Big save on him. And then Cunha, they 
they read some crazy stat about like when the last time a Wolves like actual out and out striker scored. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was a very long time like ago. Like five months or something. Yeah. <laughs> It was nuts, um, which is hard to believe. I mean, you have Diego Costa out there for a good chunk of games. Goated. Uh, it's really just Wolves kind of pouring it on at the end. Mm-hmm. Not Let's not breeze over the fact that Johnny Otto did just try and completely wreck Luke Ayling. Yeah. He, t- he took the, uh, the goal personally. Just goes for the leg breaker. And then your guy, Liverpool's own. Matthias Nunes sent off. Yeah, for absolutely no reason. <laughs> Ended up getting rescinded. Very strange one. Yeah. In the midst of that, Rodrigo scores just before the end of the match. We make it 4-2. to two. Yeah, he's back. He's back. So now Leeds won't go down. Yeah, exactly. You got Rodrigo. You've got Nyanto. I think Holland would have be shaking in his boots if Rodrigo played the full year. I'll say it. 100%. 100%. This, this year, if he played the full year, it'd be like that 2019-20 season where it finished. It's like, yeah, Jamie Vardy's one, and then you look two, and it's Rodrigo. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Danny Ings was second in goals. This this year, it'd be like, Holland, yeah, he popped up. Whoa, Rodrigo, 21 goals. <laughs> Man, that guy is awesome. It's great because we completely smack-talked him for like the first season that he played because he was terrible. Yeah, he, he seemed like one of those guys that would just come over and flop right away. Completely different style player, but... Definitely felt like he would just be like Soldado 2.0. Yes, exactly. Spend a lot of money. And at the time, Bamford was playing decent out of his mind. Yeah. Well, he no longer is. Yeah, I'm saying that when Rodrigo <laughs> first came. Yes. <laughs> Not now. Not now. Anyways, moving on. Next game. Big Chelsea old, versus Big Everton. old Chelsea-Everton matchup. The Blues... Against the Blues in a game oh, boy. that was black and blue. Not really, but... Chelsea uh, style once again. Yeah, beautiful Charity FC match right here if we've ever seen it. Charity FC helping out the Everton relegation survival cause. Yes. One point at a time. Tell you what, Chelsea was dominant. Early on. Very much Inside so. the first 10, 15, they looked good. It was flowing. Um, didn't have many great chances in the first half. Uh, I thought that they were doing a good job winning the ball. Their passing and link-up play was really good mm-hmm. in this. I thought it felt like at times they were just one or two passes away yeah, from they really breaking good. out. They looked very strong. Um, but Everton, they matched it in defense. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. even yes. though they got Michael Keane back there. Yeah, well, hey, he's a legend of the game. He's a legend of the game. Burnley, hey, any Burnley guy, Sean Dyche can unlock him again. <laughs> We've seen this with Dwight McNeil. Now, Michael Keane, you're about to be unlocked, son. Yeah, exactly. Goes into halftime. Nil-nil. Good, good first half for Everton to keep it nil-nil despite Chelsea playing pretty well. Yes. Uh, second half they come out uh, Kai Havertz good chance Pickford making the save screaming his head off you know what he does he's a big game player um, Chelsea get their goal yeah. Ben Showell, the man who apparently is rumored to be sold and it makes no oh. sense I don't tr- think it's true I hope I not. don't think why would man 
I think it's Man City putting it out there. That's what I think. They're like, yeah, Chelsea want to sell him, and he's interested, or they're interested in uh, him going to Man City. It's like, yeah, okay. That's wild. Yeah, it makes plenty of sense. Yeah, big mistake here from from Michael Keane. Yeah, well, Joao Felix finally hits the post, and it goes in. Yeah. The man of hitting the post mm-hmm. finally gets his roll. Nearly a goal for freedom. Yeah, Christian, Christian Pulis- Pulisic. That was a heck of a finish. It, w- it really was. Joao Felix forever offside. That's why Chelsea have Felix and Kai Havertz, and they're such good friends as they um, have that in common if they're just constantly offside for some reason. Where's Timo Werner when you need him to <laughs> complete the trifecta of offside? Man? How funny would that be if they still had him and they're just there's like a screenshot of like they're all three offside <laughs> on one play? Yeah. That'd be great. Exactly. Um, Everton really started to ramp up the counterattacks. Mm-hmm. As as the second half was going on, Damari Gray was really one on one a lot of times, and for the most part was taken care of by uh, Betty Shealy and stuff. But you know, it was uh, there's one or two chances that got through. Yeah, he's an option as opposed to Neil Moppy. Yeah, what is that, Sean Dyche? How about you play Neil Moppy against Chelsea, please? <laughs> oh, Hank. Seething, not doesn't cool. get a face. Neil Mopai, yeah, not cool. eleven v ten style. Yeah, what is that? Everton grabbed the equalizer. Ducore, who has looked revitalized ever yep. since Sean Dyche has come in, draws level from the corner with his header, just crossing the line before getting cleared. Your best chance to score against Chelsea is off a corner because the manlet can't reach the ball, or long shots because the manlet has short arms. The manlet zoomer. Broccoli boy, Keppa. Yes. Um, right after that, Chelsea respond, instantly go down and draw a penalty. James Sarkovsky, not even, not even. Great gonna, tackle. Yeah, not even going to complain. Not even going to complain. He's like, you know what? I yeah, did. Yeah, that was rough. And then Kai Havertz slots it. Oh, let me say nope, something about this nope, penalty. Kai Havertz, did not, he stopped. You have to watch he it. He's stopped. still moving ever he so stopped. slightly. I don't. Ever I so sick slightly. Of this. I am sick of this stopping. It happens too much. And you this have the ultimate the stop, man. Ever seen. Hey, 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 there's there's stop men and then there's goats. <laughs> Jorginho is the goat. He's exempt now that he's on Arsenal. Chelsea, oh, is that right? Take it. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I. You know what my favorite Jorginho moment was? The Europa League final. No. Yeah. For <laughs> Europa League final, I uh, don't remember. Uh, <laughs> it's all because Henrik Mkhitaryan couldn't play because the game was in Armenia. Yeah, what is that? Or uh, Azerbaijan. Uh, yeah, they're not allowed. Armenian. They don't let Armenians there. What's, yeah. what's that? How can you have a game where they don't let people in? That, maybe you shouldn't have... Uh, UEFA bought out by <laughs> by Azerbaijan. Yeah. What a uh, place. But anyways, Chelsea score and then Chelsea kind of holding some possession but not really looking that sharp with it. Uh Everton kind of making their own, not really doing much and then Chelsea This goal was so odd. It wasn't even the goal, it was more like Chelsea passing around and then Kepa's like let me just hoof it upfield for no reason. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And then all it takes is one through ball. Ellis Sims is in on net, and he has a shot. Probably should have been saved. Should have been saved. 100%. Yeah, he got a good chunk on it, but not enough. Squeaks through 
two to two. Not only does he have short arms, he's got weak wrists. Yeah, it feels like if that's that's when Chelsea wins, then they really got the ball rolling. They're really feeling themselves. But drawn with Everton, two two, great result for Everton. The performance by Everton wasn't amazing, but it was good enough. I I wouldn't say I was gonna say I wouldn't say that it was an undeserved draw. It's not like Chelsea were world beaters this game. Yeah. Also, I I didn't realize this in the moment, but Fafana getting subbed off because he took a little knock and bringing on Chalaba, and then they score on Chalaba's side. Terrible. What are you gonna do? Terrible, terrible. There's something weird about Chelsea fans that they have. They like are very drawn to Chalaba. I don't see. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't see that uh, thing. But then again, some Chelsea fans didn't see the qualities of a certain guy, so that's what it is. Such a Chelsea game. It's how the year's been going. What are you going to say? You just got to reboot next year. That's all you can do. Yeah, exactly. I will say, though, the only good thing about Chelsea this year is they got Enzo Fernandez, who is amazing. Yes, World Cup winner Enzo Fernandez. Yeah. Well worth somehow the hundred million, and that's all they have going for him. You Bully know, only bucks. Yes, uh, you know, is not worth the hundred million. I think Crystal Palace's entire team combined. I think that's fair. I think that's very fair. Arsenal, Palace. Early on, not really, not that much going on, minus the fact Wilf rips one off the post and somehow didn't deflect off Ramsdale's like back and in. It like hit his back and like yeah. sat there. It, that's a lucky. count your lucky stars. <laughs> it was lucky, yeah. Arsenal, they were controlling possession, but they did show some signs of weakness with those counterattacks. Wolf actually looked kind of back to his old self in terms of... Well, for a little bit. For, for you know, moments, a lot better than he's looked the past few weeks. Arsenal really, sure. really got their attack going, um, specifically with the passing mm-hmm. uh, of kind of... It's like they would... Play a guy deep into Palace's, whether it be the corner or something, but towards the byline, and they pass it back quick. They all run back, and then it felt like Palace was so slow to move as one cohesive unit kind of closer to the ball. Mm-hmm. And as they're moving slow, then it's just, you know, it's Sokka making the run through or, some you know, making making the run in behind again, and then they're able to yeah. get it going. Yeah, first one coming from Gabriel Martinelli. Great season for him so far. Um, Gabe Martin. Gabe, Gabe Martin. The English lad. If he was English, he'd be worth 120 million pounds. I hate when people say shit like that. I know, it's I so do too. Stupid. It's so cringe. It's, like, it's so stupid. Uh, the, the football memes accounts, it's like, yeah. come on, you just rehash, recycle these same yeah. tired jokes. Yeah. They're not even funny enough to be called memes. It's like, yeah, Jack Grealish goes for 100 mil after having an amazing year, and then, like, Rafinha, after having a down year at Leeds, goes to Barca for, like, 70 mil. Yeah. It's like, what are we talking about? I mean, not to mention... Lit English tax. Not to mention, like, oh, hey, this guy did well in the league that you're playing in? Yeah. Oh, that makes (laughs) sense. Then you would pay more for him because you know he can do well in the league, as opposed to a guy from a different league who might not... Adapt. Translate, yeah. Uh, Kaiosaka gets one. It felt like every Arsenal goal, too, was a lot of cutback passes in this one. Mm-hmm. And just 
plenty of space. I guess that's what happens when James Tompkins is out there for crying out loud. Yeah. Not much uh, closing down. Goes into halftime, 2-0. Second half, Granite Jaka scores after just absolutely like barreling into the keep at the end, if I'm remembering it correctly. Yeah, I think he. I, who who is the keeper? The young guy. What's his name? Yeah, uh, Whitworth. Whitworth. Oh, is Whitworth. that his name? Joe. Yeah, Whitworth. Joe Whitworth. Respect him. Yeah, Arsenal didn't respect him, and that was kind of messed up. No, they violated his goal. Yeah, Arsenal kind of took their foot off the gas pedal. Big Jeff Schlupp gave up a. I think he's worth goal. fifty mil. Jeff Schlupp, <laughs> get in there. Uh, and then they scored one more to make it 4-1. Nice, comfortable win for Arsenal. Yep. Scoring a lot of goals lately. And you know what? Here's another thing, too. I was just talking about Chilwell being rumored to leave Chelsea, and I'm saying it's Man City causing it. They keep There's rumors about Tierney leaving for Newcastle and Man City. <sighs> it's like, that me. doesn't make sense. Why would Arsenal sell this guy? They constantly have injury problems, and the one year they don't, they're not completely ravaged with injuries. They're just going to be like, okay. We're gonna sell. It makes me so sad. If they do it, they're. He looked really good when he came on in this game. Got an assist. He's a good player. I don't know why you'd sell him. Every team needs depth. Yeah. Ridiculous. Is that it? Seven games. That's it. Seven done and dusted. Oh, you know, Patrick Vieira sacked. Oh yeah. We we talked about it last week, and then it kind of just happened. It happened just before the game. They didn't even want to. Let him get this one out there. They're the like, we won't, we won't make him do that and then sack him. And they're bringing in the old man Boy. once again out of the retirement where's home, the, Roy where's, Hodgson. Where's the clip of him talking to the guy post-match? He's like, well, I think you're taking the piss. <laughs> he does that. That's what I feel about Palace. Should we do a quick mini breakdown of the table, specifically the relegation zone? But we'll, I guess we can talk about everything here. Yeah. So we have Arsenal at 69, 28 played. Man City, 27 played at 61. Their game in hand is against West Ham at home. Manchester United, 26 played. They have 50 points, just like that. A cool 19 points behind Arsenal after being in the title race. Plus six goal differential, and they thought they were in the title race. Well, that doesn't matter. Cheers, lads. That doesn't matter. Tottenham hanging in there. 28 games played, 49 points. Newcastle on 26 games played at 47. They are in the driver's seat with their two games in hand to grab that fourth spot. Liverpool keep blowing their chances, yet only 26 games played. They're at 42 points. It's still, there's still a chance. Hey, don't rule out Brighton. Brighton sitting there, 25 games played, 42 points. They also have a chance. They're going to have a busy schedule. Then we get a, we get a couple teams that will be pushing, ideally, for 6th, 7th. Uh, Brentford, Fulham, Chelsea. After that, and uh, Villa for that matter. Then we have the 12. Mm-hmm. What's so there's the magnificent eight? The was terrible that, 12. No, what was the hateful eight? The hateful eight. That's what this is 12 through 20. The hateful eight. The hateful eight. That, Tarantino's making a movie about it. Yeah, that's his last movie, actually. It's going <laughs> to be the 2022 2023 relegation fight of 12 teams that's the name that of comes the pod down too. to the. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino, no copy strike. Yeah. No copy strike. Put Thank us you. in your next movie, please. Thank you. Yeah. Uh Palace who let's just let's run through the gauntlet here. 
even though we'll do it more in depth next week. Palace, they look so uninspired. I don't know if they can win another game. They might be able to draw some and I don't get to like thirty six points. <laughs> I remember Roy Hodgson at Palace, and I don't like it. It's gonna get you like a cool thirty percent possession each game. Yeah, and it's gonna be real bad. Yeah, um, Wolves. I liked what they were doing for a little bit. Now, now they hurt our feelings with this last performance. Yeah, Leeds, who are somehow only minus nine goal differential. That's crazy. They're normally at the bottom because they get smoked, but no BLs, I guess, this year. So, um, Everton on twenty six, Forest on twenty six. Uh, Leicester 25, and then the bottom three as it stands. West Ham, you believe that, West Ham. Bournemouth and Southampton. Right now, if you had to guarantee one that was going to stay up, who would it be? Because I got one, and you're just going to say it's because last week. I would say Wolves. Really? Yeah. I'd guarantee Everton stay up. I think Everton. I thought about Everton. I thought about it. Th- I guarantee they stay up, and I'd probably say Wolves is second. Um, after that, it might somehow be Leicester. I was going to say Leicester. Yeah. We'll cover it more in depth next week on the pod. That Leicester form, absolutely dreadful. Same with Palace. Yeah, I think it looks good. A lot, of red, a lot of red and a little gray. Oh. Yeah, look at Force. <laughs> a little more gray than red, but that's than uh, the other teams, but that's okay. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Premiership Perusal Podcast. Sam, is there anything you'd like to say before we sign off? Come back next week. Come back next fully week. Fully recharge. We'll be breaking down what is left of the season. Mm-hmm. If you what got, teams can if you're a music to. man, send us your <laughs> Sam's music. really hung up on the intro song. <laughs> uh, we'd love you forever. If not, doesn't matter. Keep listening. Keep tuning in. Throw I, some likes. Throw some comments. Share it with your friends. Whatever. I really hope there's some weird Euro guy or like a Indian oh, dude who sends us some music. Right I now. would love it. <laughs> I would love it. We love you. Anyone who listens to this podcast, we love you. We keep going. We keep marching on. <laughs> Every week here to provide you with some mediocre podcasting content for your pleasure. Speak for yourself when you're talking about mediocre. Yes. I'm, it's I'm it's mediocre for fine. those who don't understand. Yeah. But for those who get it, then it's you're in top a special club, you know. It's you understand. It's the plug filter podcast. Yeah, not everyone can get it. Yeah. It's underground. <laughs> don't tell your friends. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Until next episode. Adios. Bye. Peace, amigos.